Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So I went to the Jingle Ball and I brought my daughter and we were going to stay late and get to Olivia Rodrigo. And I loved Jelly Roll. Who knew I liked Jelly Roll? I I loved his music. He was so cool. Two years before, Kane Brown. Never heard of that guy until then. And so I like that. You know, I don't go to listen to music. iHeart does it really well because you're at Madison Square Garden, which is not my cup of tea usually. I love Madison Square Garden. And actually to compliment them, I just went to the Pink concert and that was very civilized too. So I was going to say the idea of going to Madison Square Garden can be overwhelming because I don't love crowds and just get anxiety about that and getting in and getting out. And the Jingle Ball every year is just so well run, which says a lot about iHeart. It says a lot about Madison Square Garden because it's just so pleasant. You feel safe. You don't feel chaotic. You feel like you can get access to things. You can get to places. It's just run really well. Um, and it's the same people that do Radio City because I see the same security guys and I think it is or the same guys work at both places. But like it's just run well. So that's great. The Jingle Ball is like a civilized concert, you know, and it's also great because you're not just listening to one artist the whole time. Like you could hear someone's play four, four songs. You don't like them. You don't care. You're a little curious. You know, one song. Then you're on to the next thing. It's sort of like someone with attention deficit disorders dream. Like, oh, okay, we did that. Now we're doing gangster rap. All right, now we did country. Now we're doing gospel. Like, it was very cool. And I always learned something and learn, oh, I, you know, I'm like the old person. That's like, oh, wait, that person's song. And it's every mom. Like, I am so, I am the Justin Bieber of the Jingle Ball because it's all the moms that have teens 
that, you know, have the fanny packs and, and the big oversized coffee cups and the crossbody and something blinged out. And like, these are my people. So like I, you know, I'm, I'm very big at the Jingle Ball, you know, and that gen pop, you know, uh, area that we're in where everyone's just in rows. And I was like, oh my God, the daughter watched me on TikTok. The mom loves my dollar store. I'm like, I'm, you know, the mom's at CVS, like quoting my reviews. Like, I'm just very big. I honestly, I'll take Justin Bieber on any day. Well, no, I won't because all the kids are there. But in my delusional mind, I'm the Justin Bieber of, of, of the moms at the Jingle Ball. So, um, I'm watching and I see Martha on stage. I see Andy Cohen up like, not in the, you know, when like the, the, the concert gets like diagonal, like I'm on the floor in the, like the pit. And then like on the right, it's like a little, like a couple of rows up. Um, I see Andy Cohen in the distance in a flannel talking to some guys, just like drinking a beer, I think. And I, uh, it's too soon you know, for both of us, I'm sure. But it's like, I know that we both have like fond memories and it's confusing all around. And I'm sure um, it's confusing for him, although it's I've been fairly clear and I've got no like personal vendetta against Andy Cohen by any means. Uh, he just kind of lives in and reflects this uh, sort of world that got, in my opinion, a little out of control. So but I had like, you know, it's the holidays and feeling sentimental. There's no reason to like burn everything down to the ground. There's no like it's not like I don't find Andy very pleasant, very charming, very you know, amusing and, and have like fond memories. I'm, I didn't go through like my delusional. Um, and in other nostalgic full circle news, Martha Stewart was there, uh, which I talked about, but it was just crazy because she, it's a big place, Madison Square Garden, and she's sitting in my row way at the end. But I didn't think I knew that. I saw her up on stage and this woman, Heather, uh, was like walking in front of us to get to her seats. And she said, hi. And I said, hi, it was nice. And she said, do you want to come say hi to Martha? I was like, well, don't I ever. And I wanted to grab Bryn. It was like, I wanted to grab Bryn to like show Martha that I'm like a, a grown adult that like has a child just like her, like a daughter, a single, you know, a, an only daughter. And Bryn was listening to the concert and I had uh, makeup, my makeup person, Jason, who's great, who I said, you should stay and go to the event. And, um, this guy Kyle was with us and I was like, get the, get the, like, come, you should probably, this is something we should probably capture. I just had a feeling. And I always go back to like, you always go back to the way you were as a kid with your parent or like someone you used to work for. You could have a person you used to work for years ago as your boss and you now like own the company they work for. You'd still feel that same dynamic. And my dynamic with Martha, what, you know, it, it changed in the last couple of years where I got more empowered, like, where, you know, I'm on her level, which I don't really pretend to think that I am only because she's a legend and she's been in this business for a really long time. And I, you know, and I don't mean this in any sort of shady way. I respect people that came before me. Let's say it that way. So, um, but she's undeniably a legend. I mean, she's, she, she created the whole domestic movement, like everything that every you know, Rachel Ray and Barefoot Contessa and every person after that did. Sandra Lee, all of it. It started with Martha. Um, well, I mean, Julia Childs was a, was, a, was a chef and was in the kitchen, but this is like a different story. Um, so I'm like the hell I am. I always like reduced to who I used to be, where I was like, hi, my dad, you know, and it's happened so many times and I've been shut down so many times. You have no idea the crazy stories I have about Martha and I. Like, the the comments that she's made to me are insane. And like the comments that I've made back are insane. It's really been like 
this nemesis sort of friendly rivalry. Like she did say on Andy Cohen's show that she made a mistake in not hiring me. She acknowledges that, but she still, you know, couldn't kind of stand me. She called she called me a pest on my own talk show. Like it was back and forth, but it was never like vicious. It was just sort of like healthy battle, you know, um, and for no good reason. But I'll never forget. And I, I have so many stories. So if you guys like them, I'll tell more Martha stories. Remind me to tell you the story of Nobu, Martha at Nobu on 57th Street, because it's a crazy story. It's after like this piece came out about me when I was on The Apprentice and I like had been topless in some shitty film years ago, like in a just bathing topless scene in the back. It wasn't like I was Trisha Paytas, like on OnlyFans. It was just like my saggy boobs were just laying topless. But anyway, it was an article on the back page of page six, and it's called me Martha's Apprentice. And I'll tell you the story later, but she chose to bring that up at Nobu. Like it's so it was so pertinent to nothing that was going on. I hadn't seen her in months and she just brought it up because it was a great random shot to fire. So, and of course I was like, well, I just got an insider stock tip, Martha. Like, so, cause it's going to cost me $3,500 a story if, if you guys like it, plus tax. Okay, I'm a big fan of Cozy Earth. Who doesn't love bed sheets that feel like butter? Oh my God, they're delicious. They make you feel special. They make you feel rich. They make you feel clean. They make you feel refreshed. The sheet sets are to die for. They fit my bed perfectly and they wash like a dream. Travel-friendly and hassle-free, Cozy Earth's bedding comes in adorable totes, making it the perfect companion for your adventures near and far. Elevate your summer getaway with Cozy Earth's luxurious bedding and loungewear, ensuring the comfort of home wherever you roam. Cozy Earth has everything you need to turn every moment into pure bliss. Discover your next destination for ultimate comfort at Cozy Earth. Visit CozyEarth.com and use my code Bethany, B-E-T-H-E-N-N-Y, at checkout to get 35% off. Whoa. And let them know that I sent you after you check out. Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. 
We're going to talk about and go through all the things that are sometimes difficult to process alone. We're going to go over how to regulate your emotions, diving deep into holistic personal development and just building your mindset to have a happier, healthier life. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. (laughs) People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune into what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? And basically have conversations that can help us get through this crazy thing we call life. I already believe in myself. I already see myself. And so when people give me an opportunity, I'm just like, oh, great, you see me too. We'll laugh together. We'll cry together and find a way through all of our emotions. Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Elia Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. i never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in in a different aspect of my life now. So... How'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So I'm on The Apprentice, Martha Stewart, and I... And the runner-up. I don't win. Who cares if I thought I should win? It's a touching story. It doesn't matter what anyone thought. I didn't fucking win. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter whether you bought your way onto the Forbes Under 30 list or whether you bought your way onto the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Your fucking star is on there. So it doesn't matter, okay? And if someone comes over here and says to me, hey, for free, I'll give you a big discount. We'll give you a star on the Walk of Fame. Here's my fucking check. If someone says you're going to get on the Met Gala and you can go there and, and wear dollar store makeup and land the, land the fucking roll, where's the, where's the check? Uh, uh, where's your Venmo? I'll, I'll send you the money right now. It's about the star Walk of Fame. It's about g- going to the Met Gala and it's about winning The Apprentice, okay? So I didn't win. Who gives a good fuck? I came in second. Nobody cares how it happened. Nobody gives a shit who came in second in the Derby. Okay, great. I'm devastated. I came in second. I thought I was going to have the job. I wanted the job working for her. I wanted to democratize style like she did health. That was my big line. That's what I felt. I wanted to like be in there and be her number two and this whole thing. Incidentally, someone just quoted on Instagram something she said about in her master class. Like if you see something in someone, you grab that person. And people were like, why didn't she grab you? And she didn't. And she later said on Watch What Happens Live, she made a mistake, which I do not believe that Martha Stewart says often. So I've got that in my change purse. Um, But I didn't win. And I was broke. And I was invited by Elise Slane, who was a housewife for a minute to be her beard on a trip in St. Bart's. But I didn't know that I was going to be her beard. I didn't know what her story was in her marriage. I thought, I don't know. She, I thought she was friends with this guy. She was dating him. It's not my business. I don't care. 
I just wish I had asked her to give me a check for being the beard. I couldn't give a shit what people do in their private life. Not my business. But I was invited by her to go to St. Bart's. Let me remember. Were we on a? Did she get this guy to fly us on a private plane? It might have been. I don't remember. It might have been like rolling that deep. She's a big fucking game hunter. She had a rich husband. She dated this guy. She dated a guy who worked under Ron Perlman. She ended up getting an apartment out of that. She dated Howard Sobel. Who's another big? She did. She date. I think she flirted around with Donnie Deutsch, but never dated him. She's a big game hunter. Just not as good as Lauren Sanchez. Gotta fucking respect it. Go Elise Slane. Invited me to St. Bart's. So they we go to St. Bart's and I know that Martha's going to be there. And I don't know why I know, but I know. Someone I know knows her. I know she's going to be there. Oh, because I used to be friends with Paul Allen, the billionaire who founded Microsoft. May he rest in peace with Bill Gates. Liked Paul Allen. Really smart guy. How I know him. This is the ultimate fucking rant for the holidays. How I know him is when I worked for Jerry Bruckheimer, the producer, um, that his wife, Linda Bruckheimer, she was like another, she was like an HBIC like me, like organizing everything from antiques to rubber bands. And I was her assistant and Jerry Bruckheimer's her husband. And he produced Top Gun and Days of Thunder and freaking a million movies you've heard of, like The Rock on Alcatraz, Con Air. He's a member of the Not Fucking Around crew. So I was working for them. And for the summer in Malibu, they needed someone to get their house that now would be worth 50, 75 million. Then it was worth probably five, six million to get their house ready because they were renting it out to either to Meg Tilly after Steve Tish or to Steve Tish after Meg Tilly. Meg Tilly's an actress. Steve Tish is a producer, produced Forrest Gump, another fucking rich, rich, rich motherfucker. Um, they own the Giants, his brother's John Tish. I could go on for days. So many fucking stories within this story, but enjoy and try to get a pen and paper and 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 follow along. So I worked for the Bruckheimers and I had to get their spare house in Malibu, yup, their spare house ready for these people. So the girl who was the main number one assistant, Carol, um, tasked me to come and we were living on Carbon Canyon where Sylvester Stallone was, where all the rich people were. That's A plus fucking major, major bag alert. Like Larry Ellison, uh, you know, multi-billionaire has a house there. You cannot, if you don't have a, if you don't have a spare plane, you don't have a place in Carbon Canyon. So we were the babysitters of the house. So I would drive there in my Ford probe and David Geffen was our neighbor and he liked me and he asked me to come to his house as dinner party to be Paul Allen's date because someone intelligent, he thought I was intelligent, could sit next to Paul Allen because there were a bunch of dum-dums and a bunch of Hollywood types. So David Geffen was having Paul Allen, the founder of Microsoft over. I didn't know who the fuck he was. So that's how I met him. So I knew Paul Allen and I've always been the same way I am now. So even when I was broke, I always knew people because I was just always exactly the same. So I knew Paul Allen and Paul Allen, while I was on The Apprentice towards the end, made the mistake of telling Martha that he knew me. Big mistake, huge, Julia Roberts, because that made me look like I was in a different level, like I was sort of at Martha Stewart's level. And I needed Martha to think I was not at her level because we wanted her to hire me. Like, I'm not interested in hiring people to work, you know, for me now that are going to be like, oh, hey, yeah, I know Madonna, too. Like, it's just not what goes down. 
That was the first mistake. And I made another mistake with Martha. I had seen Bill Clinton at lunch at Barney's. That sounds really fucking relatable. Just coincidentally, I ran into Mar- to Bill Clinton and he was with his daughter, Chelsea, eating um, at Barney's. And I was eating because I was the live finale was at night. And I was with my friends who came in and flew in for the finale. And I was eating with them. And this is my hand to God. This is a true fucking story. It ended up in the post. Bill Clinton was there. We walk out at the same time. I walk up and I say like, oh, hi. Tonight I'm, you know... Tonight I'm um I'm doing a live finale with Martha Stewart, like a big name drop. I needed something. My hand to God, he had spinach in his tooth, and I told him. And he was with very light security, and he took the spinach spinach off his tooth. It's the only interaction I've ever had with him. I interviewed his wife, Hillary, on this podcast. And you could if you ever went into Bill Clinton, it probably would embarrass him, but it's so many years later. But he and Chelsea were having lunch. She was obviously much younger. She was a kid. And yes, he had spinach on his teeth. And he would remember that because he seems really fucking smart. I would not think that's what you would bring up to him. But that's what did happen. So lo and behold, that was the day my dumb fucking ass goes back to the finale that night and mentions to Martha that I ran into Bill Clinton. So I could be making this all up. I'll never bring it up again. But it's not that relatable for Martha Stewart to know that one of her contestants knows Bill Clinton and, and Paul Allen. And incidentally, in walking through the suite, one day when I wasn't there for some reason, she commented on this Louis Vuitton outfit that I had that a man that I had dated had bought for me. So I don't think that I was that relatable and seemed like I needed the job, even though I was broke and I fucking needed the job. I digress. I don't get the job. I'm Elise Slane's beard and I'm going to St. Bart's and with her friend, Matt, nice guy, and they have me staying in like not a real hotel room at the fancy rich hotel Latwani in St. Bart's, but like some sort of like person who owns or manages the hotels, like, like staff cottage, but it was lovely. It was a cottage, but it's like a hotel. that's very romantic way up in the mountains. You're kind of alone. And she's on a romantic vacation. I'm just the beard. So I don't really have transportation. I'm fucking around. I don't have anything going on, but I have one thing going on. Paul Allen has a boat a yacht. He has three boats. One was called the Octopussy. This one is 300 feet at the time. And we're in St. Bart's and I'm invited to his New Year's Eve party. Okay. We're getting to how it's going to cost me $3,500, this story. So he has a New Year's Eve party. I know because he told me, I believe, that Martha was going to be on that New Year's Eve party. Now, I didn't win. So it's like Martha's the guy that just broke up with me that I want to run into. And I'm going to fucking look so hot. And one thing I have, and Martha's beautiful and looks hot now, but like I was in my, how old was I? I was young. I, I was, you could wear things I wouldn't wear now. I'm a mom. Like, you know, I wear fucking crossbody bags and Sherpa fucking clogs. Like it's not the same. So Martha, and Martha's a lot older. Martha then was my age. Martha was at Sherpa clog wearing age, you know, crossbody age. So Martha's going to be on this boat. And I'm like, I'm going to fucking wear the most fuck you outfit anyone has ever seen in their life. I have a picture. We're going to have to show it one day. I don't know how we show a picture on a podcast, but we'll have to figure that out. I have to teleport it to you. Okay. Cause I will post you guys will ask me in the comments of like, this was the fuck you dress. The number, hmm, I have two fuck you dresses. I've worn them both to the Victoria's Secret Fashion Show. The only place you can wear the biggest fuck you dress besides Vegas or on TikTok, but not me. So I'm like, I'm going to bring the most fuck you dress. How did I, how did I afford a Dolce Gabbana fuck you dress? How? 
waiting online for a Dolce Gabbana sample sale, getting it 90% off and clubbing someone over the head for it. So I wear my fucking Dolce Gabbana laces all the way down both sides. And I don't mean like laces, like tight shoelaces, like there's a wide gap. It's a black satin Dolce Gabbana corset dress that hugs you and it's on your body and it's got two giant gaps on both sides going all the way down with only laces like tying it all the way down. It is the ultimate cuntiest fuck you dress in history. Number one, mm, I have another one. This one's more the laces, the, the fucking allure of it, the mystery. I wear this onto that fucking boat that you have to take a boat to get to the boat. And I get on that boat and I don't know what I'm going to say. It's the guy. It's the guy that broke up with you. What the fuck are you going to say? You're going to probably, you have the biggest thing you're going to say. Someone's going to be flirting with you. You don't know what you're going to say. Just like when Charlotte on Sex and the City didn't know what she'd say if she saw a big and she's like, you'll rue the day. He'll rue the day. Who knows? So, but she ended up running into him when, 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 what's her name was having a bait when, oh, when she was going into labor. So she couldn't say anything great. So I get on the boat and it's the first person I see likely because Martha and myself are people who would show up early. Like we're showing up, we don't want to get our seat and we just like to know where we are. I get on the boat and I walk over and Martha is talking to John Bon Jovi. Hand to God, may I be burned at the stake right now and struck by lightning. This is not exactly what fucking happened. Uh, she's talking to John Bon Jovi. I walk up to her and I say, hi, Martha. And she says to John Bon Jovi, oh, hi, Bethany. She said, this is Bethany. She was just on my show, The Apprentice, but she's mad at me because she didn't win. This is days after the finale. What other contestant gets to run into the person who was like at the helm of this thing because there's someone's beard for a future housewife in St. Bart's and is on their own alone on vacation. Uh, So I, and I have no, like I'm nobody, I'm nothing. I have no money. I have this fucking dress I club someone over the head for. That's all that I have in this world. That's all that I'm clinging to and it is clinging to me. And she says, she says that line about that I'm, you know, I didn't win, so I'm mad at her. And I say this line to Martha Stewart. Martha, I'm not mad at you. You're like an ex-boyfriend that I hate, but I'm still in love with. That was the microphone dropping. And that was it. That was all I had to do on the boat. I was on the boat. I met some people. I was insecure. I was alone. I was a loser. It wasn't as cool to be alone. I didn't have TikTok or my social media followers to talk to and pretend I was busy. Just alone on a boat with billionaires on an island with no money to spend on it. That was it. Got off the boat, lived my life happily ever after, ran into Martha maybe a couple of other times. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. 
join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to talk about and go through all the things that are sometimes difficult to process alone. We're going to go over how to regulate your emotions, diving deep into holistic personal development, and just building your mindset to have a happier, healthier life. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? And basically have conversations that can help us get through this crazy thing we call life. I already believe in myself. I already see myself. And so when people give me an opportunity, I'm just like, oh great, you see me too. We'll laugh together, we'll cry together and find a way through all of our emotions. Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Elliot Connie and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is an NAACP and Webby award-winning podcast dedicated to all things mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. Here, we have the conversations that help Black women decipher how their past inform who they are today and use that information to decide who they want to be moving forward. We chat about things like how to establish routines that center self-care, what burnout looks and feels like, and defining what aspects of our lives are making us happy and what parts are holding us back. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. This is going to be a new series called Martha Stories. The next one will be me and Martha at Nobu in Malibu. There's another one of me and Martha at Bette Midler's Halloween party. And I have another one on the street with Jason. And now I will tell you the final Martha story. And I have another one. She came on my talk show, which I give her. 
And I have another one when we were going to do a TV show together because Andy Cohen told Martha Stewart that the only way he wanted to do anything with her and produce something with her is if it was a show of the two of us together. So we went on that journey. And then most recently, and then on my talk show, and then most recently at the Jingle Ball. I walked up to Martha and I didn't have any kind of big plan and I didn't feel scorned and I didn't have anything to prove. And I feel like I am a whole put together, well-made Ikea cabinet. And I walked up to Martha and I sat down and I said, you, you're amazing. What you've been doing is unbelievable. I'm so impressed. I said, I kissed the proverbial ring. I said, I'm sorry for anything that has ever happened. Full tail, right between legs. Don't even know what I'm sorry for. Doesn't fucking matter. Meaning like we're both grown ass women who have nothing to prove in this life. And it was, it just hit different. It just hit different. We were like mano a mano, two women with one daughter, two women who have undeniably been successful in this crazy journey on this crazy path. Two women who have been appreciated for their humor. Me more expected her at the Friars Club roast. Like she she has really leaned into not taking herself seriously. She works with Snoop. She's she's fully self-deprecating and she's earned it. Like she has earned it. She is relevant at her age. She looks amazing. She's out at the jingle ball. Like, you know, like give the fucking shut the ride, man. She deserves it. She won the prize. She 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 gave it to me, to Andy Cohen, and I'm giving it back to her, to you. She deserves it. Whatever it is, give her the fucking prize. So I went over to her at the Jingle Ball. I, 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 you know, turned to her and I gave her the prize and I kissed the ring in deference, in adoration. But there was something different because I, when I was younger and on roller skates and at Nobu and on that boat, there was something shakier about me, not confident. I hadn't earned it yet. I just hadn't gone through the ranks of it. I hadn't, you know, fought the fought, walked the walk, talked the talk, proven myself really at a level where not only everybody else would think that I had earned my seat at the table, but where I would really know that I've earned my seat at the table. Like, you know, that I can get the same people on speed dial that she can. And it felt different walking over there, but she treated me differently. She received me differently. It wasn't even that she received me. She just met me in the middle. We were both two women and there was just a vibe from the second I sat down. Cause trust me, if I got a cold vibe or any vibe, I wouldn't have done what I did. But there was just something about Mary and something about Martha and me walking up to her. It just, it just was, we were like equals and it landed and I gave her what she deserved and has earned. And that was my story with Martha. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. 
Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. (laughs) People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. That's right.